Japanese culture, um, not to out ourselves as weebs there, but... Uh, uh, well, you just did, because the recording has just started. Hello! Oh! We have just entered a new... The mini so diverse. It's a zone. It's a new zone. mini so zone! Yeah, it's the mini so zone. It's happened. We have decided that we've run out of ideas, and that instead we're just going to make a mini-episode series instead. That's not the truth, well, but I... I wouldn't say we've run out of ideas. It's just we have a lot of we have a lot of things we want to look at in this particular field. So one episode, like one big episode, wouldn't probably do it justice. So I think cutting it down into these little episodes will help us cover more things. Um, and if, if any of the things we talk about or we don't talk about something that you feel should be talked about today, be sure to hit us at our email letting us know and we will for sure include it in an episode possibly um but yes um aside from the plugging to from what Aubrey was saying we have been very busy as you can tell from the lack of uploads that have been coming up lately sorry yeah glad to see you you've been watching regardless listening whatever you do um hey glad to have you we've decided instead of just going on hiatus or um forcing through and and cutting down other obligations that instead we are going to try and do something a little bit more short and sweet something that works a little bit better for the schedule right now just while school is going crazy and just uh take a little deep dive into something very very specific and this episode uh, the first of many, I guess, uh, is about the the Japanese game show genre. Um, your turn. Yeah. Uh, today, today we're gonna focus on one show, and I think that's what we're gonna try to do for some of the minisodes. Um, and all of the little games we talk about come from one show, which is, and please, uh, I apologize for how I'm about to, about to read this. I do not speak Japanese. It is Downtown Nogaki no Sukai Ya Arahende, and that translates to Downtown's This Is No Task for Kids. Nice. No kids allowed in this show from this point forward. You hear that? I will say, based on one of the challenges we watched, I could understand why children can't compete in this competition. Yeah. Um, well, honestly, in either of them, one of them's dangerous, and the other one requires years and years of training. That's true. That is that is very true. So there are many little uh, game show games that come from this. The thing is, a lot of these Japanese game shows don't focus on one game. They have lots of games and are more of like, more of like a talk show where people will talk and then they will have competitors compete and then they'll go back to talking. Um, they also, a lot of times you can see the host's reactions in the corner when things are going on, which I find very interesting. Oh my God. Yes. My absolute favorite thing about the show, these shows so far and this, in this, this rabbit hole is the fact that they, that Japan must have, have a host present at all times. I don't really always on the screen. It's to me, it's a little bit of visual clutter, but I kind of. I kind of understand that maybe if I knew these people, I would care more about the about having and seeing their reactions. But I just I don't know. My my favorite part right now is just that there's always a little face, just always a little face up in the top left corner of everything. It changes oh, periodically, but there's always a face there. 
staring. Um, downtown Nogaki is most famous for the 24-hour No Laughing Batsu games, uh, where hosts will try to survive 24-hour mission while no laughing or they are punished, and that is, I believe, their new their New Year's episode every year now. Hmm. They are also famous for Silent Library, which viewers of MTV's Silent Library, that's exactly where they got the idea for that. Yes, they just made it into of, a whole American show. One of many thieved shows like that. Uh, and in that one, hosts have to endure punishments while staying silent in a public space like a library. They are Kinda also sexy. famous for the absolutely tasty series in which hosts come up with new recipes which are not always good and the kiki series where blindfolded hosts taste a product and then try to find it again only by taste the yes. other the, the two that we focused on were different from those because we wanted to to bring a little bit more in here uh and also they were currently the only streaming video of this show that we were able to find but you know we'll find more. this is true this is true. We were not prepared for how long it was going to take. We were um, not prepared for how ups- how uh, deep you have to dig to find this stuff. It's it's not readily available, that's for sure. I will also say we cannot I cannot determine if the pizza frisbee comes from downtown or if it comes from another show Ultraman Dash. That I have seen it posted as both. So, yeah, I don't know. We're going to lump it with downtown for now. And if that's incorrect, we will make some changes later. We will toss the pizza frisbee back to its proper location. Please do not sue us. We're doing our best. This is our first go at this. Uh, So one that we can confirm is downtown is the wall of boxes. Wall of Boxes is extremely fun to me because it's like four adult men, each on their own, extremely high pile of boxes. They're all attached to a bungee cord sitting on top of the pile. Um, Each one of them goes turn by turn picking a number on the board, and each number turns around to reveal a punishment. Um, These punishments can range anywhere from quite literally no damage to the wall or taking out all of the wall in one go. And um, it's it's insane to me because it's it's a one hundred percent stressful show. There is no moment of rest for any of these poor four contestants because the whole wall of boxes is connected. Like everything that affects your partner's box will yes. down the line affect. They're all boxes. right next to each other, so if they take out the box right next to yours, it might take out some of your boxes. It's. It's a truly um, terrifying squid gamian. It's yeah. yeah, one thing I noticed is all of the guys who were sitting up top of the wall were either terrified about to piss their pants <laughs> or they were just like pissed and ready to be done with it. Oh, <laughs> like I... these these guys look like they were having the worst time of their life, but at the same time the best time of their life? I mean their whole their whole thing they have to do is just play up a very very outrageous personality from the Commedia dell'arte um yeah and try to stay on their box pile (laughs) no it was so interesting too that it like i don't know if that's like a thing that the hosts do in in the other parts of the show i guess that's one thing that's fun about coming into this with no context of the show other than what exactly we've seen is that we don't really know how much of their their actions are consistent throughout the show, but 
I really loved the fact that I don't... There were, like, two golems and two, like, zen zen monk men. They really, really played up their, their actions. I really don't know who these hosts are. But I hope that's what the host show, the whole show is like. That's, I mean, it seemed like they were the hosts for sure because they were all picking fun at each other and they knew, and the guy running the game was picking at them as well. Mm -hmm. um, some of my favorites of punishments were the first one drawn was Revenge, in which a adorable little woman came out with a knife and ran directly at the wall and just put a teeny little dent in it. Mm -hmm. It was the cutest thing. And also, yeah. like... What? There was also one um, where it was festival, and the guys came out with oh like drumsticks God. and beat the shit out of the wall. And I thought, oh, drumsticks aren't gonna do anything, but no, they took that wall. Ah. It is surprising. They made it weak. It's very surprising which ones end up being more and more strenuous to the boxes. I I think the one that really surprised me the most was like the soccer balls. That, that line of soccer kicks, like, they took out, like, a good five or six. That boy was... Scared. Yeah, they did pretty good. But I will say, the, obviously, the, the best one oh, was American yeah. football. Oh, well, yeah, the American football, well, it was just a wave. It was a, an unstoppable wave. The, the dude actually straight up, like, gave up and jumped off of his, his like, box pile whenever the, the football men came through. Which made me question the legitimacy of this bit a little bit but well that's, i think that's, that's i can respect that though because he knew they were gonna take out all the boxes like a six linebackers running into your cardboard boxes yeah I it's fair and he was already hanging on barely like by his toe anyway there wasn't much to knock over but no i wasn't much left for him truly truly though the the worst and most stunning punishment had to be hockey hockey the, the the roller skates? Oh, that's not hockey. Was it Ro roller Roller blades? skates, yeah, it was like rollerblade party. But I think what they meant was roller derby because three dudes came out in full roller derby gear. And if you are familiar with roller derby lingo, they performed the whip and whipped oh, yeah. a dude right into the boxes. Oh, yeah, and they did real on. good with that one. Holy shit, yeah. They sent the dude through it, and like I think it actually toppled over a dude and a half. It was insane. Yeah, no, that one made me really happy, I will say, because I'm a big fan of roller derby as well as the movie Whip It. So I, was, I got super excited to see some roller guys rolling around the rink. What's the movie Whip It about? Is it like a roller... Is it, uh, is it male or starring... female roller derby? It is female roller derby with um, Elliot Page pre-transition. Oh, nice. Um, back from quite a while ago. It's also based on a book. I highly recommend it. It mm. is a girl power movie to the T, and I love it. Can we talk uh, but about... But that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, Fair. Okay. Yeah, we don't have time for that. So, friends, as we all know... Aubrey likes to watch a lot of TV, and Aubrey usually goes on a couple binges um, every month of different television programs. In the past, you guys have heard me talk about Flavor of Love. You've heard me talk about Celebrity Big Brother. You've heard me talk about Regular Big Brother, Drag Race, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, but currently, I'm actually on a what I would call a nostalgia kick. 
and I have been rewatching all of Degrassi The Next Generation. If you're not familiar, Degrassi The Next Generation, as well as Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High, all take place at this Canadian high school. It's also a Canadian show, so there's a lot of sorries and a boots, um, which is very cute. But I used to be obsessed with the show in middle school um, because they handled a lot of really tough topics that shows, well, that shows didn't handle at the time that they do handle now. Things like we see in Euphoria. Um, Degrassi covered things from drug and alcohol abuse, sexual assault, self-harm, teen pregnancy, child abuse, domestic abuse, teacher-student relationships, abortion, miscarriage, murder, cancer, suicide, arson, hospitals, critical injuries, comas, all kinds of stuff. They also covered mental illness, eating disorders, gun violence in schools, stabbing, homophobia, transphobia, racism, and xenophobia. And these were things that, like, obviously, I was watching Disney Channel as well at the time, and Disney Channel wasn't talking about any of those things. But Degrassi was. And these were things that we were all dealing with in high school in some way or another. So I think that the show did a lot of good for teens at the time and didn't romanticize certain mental illnesses and things like that in the ways that we've seen other shows do it. Um, so over our next couple minisodes, I guess I'll just like fill you guys in on some of the drama. Cause honestly, Degrassi is like a little soap opera. It has so many twists and turns. And so I'd love to like fill Mason in, see what his reactions are to some of the crazy things. That way we can talk about, you know, we can talk about Drake being in the show if you guys want. Really, it's up to you. If you want us to do a Degrassi episode, we could do that too. But um, for now, we're just going to keep it mini. Back to our regular scheduled programming. So um, one of our other favorites from this show uh, is insane and crazy. This one made me feel like I have never felt about sports in my life. I've never been so excited to watch a man throw something into a hole. Oh yes, Channel 2, uh, you will find our, our most beloved sports game ever of all time. Pizza? Bisbee! <laughs> yeah. Pizza? Question mark? P- pizza? <laughs> Pizza Frisbee? What is Pizza Frisbee, Aubrey? Well, it is pizza... exactly what it sounds. Um, it's what happens whenever a pizza delivery man has way too many apartment complexes to to deliver to. Um, but his 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 very very strong and very independent lesbian boss tells him that he must make that delivery in 20 minutes or less or it's his job. Um, yeah, and let me say, the, the lesbian boss looks like a spitting image of a grayed-out Kim Jong-un. Um, yeah, they they really did... <laughs> it's hilarious. They really did send him through a... It, honestly, the transition was a was good for him. Good for them. Good for her. Oh, yeah. I It really, really rounded, rounded her out in the best ways, and also really just shot up their confidence, from what it seems. Yeah, I mean, now... A pizza boss. Pizza boss. A bad boss. A dictator. You can change your life in a matter of moments. (laughs) From dick boss to pizza boss in mere moments. Moments. (sighs) Anyway, what's more important is that they need to, this man needs to deliver a pizza 
from one balcony to another balcony because they missed it. But thankfully, uh, since there's nobody home with their balcony door open, so, you know, why don't they just, uh, why don't they just throw the pizza? They're almost out of time. It's, I mean, it's well, a tough Well, here's throw, the though. thing. Our yeah. poor little delivery driver does not have the skills of an ultimate disc golf player. But guess what? He's got a best buddy that plays ultimate disc golf. They oh, bring yeah. in this most handsome professional disc golfer, which also, who knew that disc golf was so big in Japan? I it, didn't know. It's apparently the biggest thing in Japan from what we're going <laughs> off of from the show, and I will not be shaken until proven otherwise. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I was really trying to crack down on the legitimacy of, of the stunt being performed here today in this game show, just to, you know, cross-reference to the, um, fraudulent kinds of, of, of acts that happen in American-style golf, or, sorry, not just golf, but game showery. Yeah. Um, but this, this man, he's truly talented. He has the skill. And boy, did we get to see so many clips of him being really good at disc golf. Boy, do I, I really know what good disc golf looks like now. I was honestly impressed. And I was actually shouting for joy when he got close. And then when he did eventually make it, I oh was God. ecstatic. And I never thought I'd be so ecstatic to watch somebody throw a frozen pizza. But the thing is, it wasn't just any frozen pizza, though. They, I, I really thought they were going to half-ass this. No, they went to a scientist uh, to get the measurements. They, they, yeah. they went to a frisbee They had collector. science to explain between, like, between shots to explain how he's throwing it, why he's throwing it that way. Oh, and yes. And then why they made the pizza the way they did. Oh, yeah, they even, they got a specialist, a, a pizza specialist, a professional pizza maker to create the Zaws and, and recreate the ream of a Frisbee. So that way, this this man, this talented Frisbee man, would be able to throw this pizza across that 40-meter 40, 40 balcony. Because here's the thing, uh, it's not just throwing it 20 meters, sorry, not, not 40, but 20. It's the fact that he has to land it in this very narrow, microwave-sized microwave. And that's no easy feat. Um, the man goes at it, and like Aubrey said, like... Even on the first shot, he gets close. He gets it on the table next to the microwave. Yeah, he he does fully fully get it almost there. Um, oh, then he every... ends up hitting the fence. Oh yeah, no, and but but off that energy off. And at one though, point, like... he almost makes it in, and it's not until the. You're grazing. Oh, yeah. You're you're grazing over though that like he has the energy throughout. Like even in the times he gets disparaged, he he screams out to the world, "Bake, bake the grace jazz," and he truly does. He truly does because on the fourth throw, they show the slow mo of of the incredible arc. He sends it so high into the sky, and I I, I really want to reiterate like he puts his his all into throwing this pizza. Uh, Aubrey, how, how long would you say he was standing there gauging his distance before he sent that fourth pizza? So we only had two minutes on the clock the whole time, but by the time he was at his last throws, he was taking a full 30 seconds to make sure he was lined up right. Like, he had this shit in the bag. Oh my god, yeah. And, and I mean, like, this, it, it 
followed through. Like, all of that time spent calculating, you saw it in the throw, because it was heavenly. That that shit sailed from his fingers directly into that microwave. And just to top it off afterwards, because this man is a true sportsman, he tosses an actual frisbee, his natural art, with ease, might I add, into the door to shut it, so that way it might get started to be cooked. Right, and let's mention, that door was at a 90-degree angle. Like, he had to throw an arc to bend around the door. Oh, yeah. This this man is our talented genius, and if our delivery boy did not know him and was not friends with him, he wouldn't have kept his job. But today, he did. Absolutely. It was true. I will say the last thing I want to touch on was what you had said earlier about the legitimacy of American game shows and American reality TV. Oh, yeah. Um, Seeing as I'm somewhat of an expert, um, I will say a lot of American competition shows are totally run by production and those decisions are made by production, which sucks because it's something that like we see throughout the seasons of the shows we watch. Um, But something I noticed about these Japanese game shows is they just felt way more fun. Like, Mm -hmm. it feels like the people there are having fun. It feels like the people watching are having fun in ways that, like, when you watch American game shows, sometimes you're like, they don't look like they're having any fun. Like, for example, Wipeout. Sometimes the people on Wipeout look like they want to die. And I understand. If I was hit by a punching bag that large, I'd want to die too. Wipeout be scary. I I haven't even touched Wipeout just because it horrifies me. I don't know why that that came to mind when I was thinking about competition shows, but it is one that was very popular and I feel like follows the comedy dynamic of what we're looking at in Japan. Well, I just think it's it's so much more serious in the way that they set it up and not in the reward. Like, in American-style television, it's so much more about, like, we're just going to throw as much shit as we can think of in front of you because you and, want this monetary reward, but then... Right, and in America, I will say, our monetary rewards for game shows are insane. Yeah. The BBC doesn't even allow game show rewards on their channels. Um, oh, yeah. Which is why the Drag Race UK, they don't receive any cash prize. But if you win America, you win 100k. Oh, yeah, and so not I, to mention uh, the, the Game Master, too. What, what, what's that one called? What? uh continue your thing first i'm gonna look up mine (laughs) the game master um i was just gonna say that it just seems like it's less of a focus on winning the money and more of a focus on did everyone have fun is this fun for people to watch and i like that better because that's that's where we get the shitty people of reality television in our culture is we've got people that literally just want to do this for the money because you can become a serial reality television actor um, um, whereas it looks like these people are more hosts, this is their day job, and they're not really getting any monetary gain out of it other than what they're already paid to be there. Yeah, I mean, I will say, like, the hosts are still just the celebrities, um, of both places, except it's just, it's, it's I don't know, it's different, like, in Japan, the, the hosts, the, the celebrities participate. That are involved, well, they're, well, they, they participate, but... They're also just, like, the people that are sitting in the top left corner that, like, comment on it. it they, I guess, in, like, it, but then, like, the people that are actually running the show are just, like, another person, like, another prop on the show, like, another just set piece of the show. Mm-hmm. So it, it almost feels much more like the, re, like, 
the the celebrities like the big like the omniscient hosts are they want you to come watch the show like you're watching it with the celebrity and you're talking about it with them after it happens whereas i like that that's like watching a show with somebody on twitch yeah exactly it feels just like that whereas like american television like game shows are so much more focused on you the the present the package that is the the person delivering the package of the show to you is steve harvey you know yeah like like instead of being the game runner they are just the the faces that you go to see for the show but just in a different Mm. way yeah um it's it's interesting for sure and i can't wait to see what new weird thing we see next week it's same but different in like a same way and boy am i excited i hope you you are too because <laughs> this is just the start uh be prepared for whatever the hell we're gonna come up with next week absolutely yeah you heard us so next until week. next time this has been a mini-sode of what are we talking about i'm your favorite host aubrey and i'm the other one mason Okay, I'll go.